0: Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast. Hoping everyone's doing great out there, getting it done, both in and out of the gym. Having a good time doing it, guys. That's what it's all about. You know, longevity. Enjoying it, finding your happy place with the training, with the diet, day in and day out. Making it count. And obviously, feeling good. Alright, on to the topic at hand. And honestly, this one is going to be something that I'm going to include in my future client plans because I get this question often, especially with newbies and or those who might be confused because there's so much out there in the information world on how to perform a set and what is a good rep and what comprises of that whole package that we're after. Because obviously, if you're performing a rep really well, the set will be good, the exercise will be great, and that's what's going to give you the progress that you're after, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, A little background, again, if you don't know, I've been a personal trainer for more years than I can count now. Uh, Now, I primarily do online coaching for a variety of athletes, but the common Thing is still learning proper form, proper cadence, proper technique. Uh, obviously, I think one of the biggest concerns is that we're always chasing for the right answer. You know, when it comes to the diet, the workout, the posing, you know, every little step of the way. And I feel people simply overcomplicate things. And that's because every other year something new comes out as far as how to perform a repetition to get the most out of it, and I, I'm not going for powerlifting reps here, I'm right in the middle as far as hypertrophy, you know, getting stronger, building muscle, uh, blanketing that whole topic, I'm not going to get and dive into, you know, sports specific endurance training, how to weight train for that, or pure strength powerlifting, you know, just the lift the weight one time, I am looking and gearing this podcast episode to those who just want to get bigger and stronger, which is bodybuilding, okay? And that's why I'm going to break it down, what I think is the most logical technique that you should be going after. I'm going to even dive into rep ranges and what you should be feeling. Um, Because when I first started weight training, it was about, Just do it, you know, following a rep range. You know, technique wasn't that big of a deal. But then as I began to read, you start getting more confused. (laughs) Not that reading was confusing to me, it was just that, all right, you would read this muscle magazine, this guy would talk about explosive reps, or this guy then would talk about pausing on the bottom, but not the top. And then another technique was time under tension, TUT, going super, super slow on the up and then down, and all this stuff, and I was like, oh my god, and what's interesting now, because bodybuilding is so popular, and getting closer to mainstream, there's actually studies, and the good news is I've basically have been doing it right all along, now I'm not going to tell you, I don't, you know, sometimes I mix up the tempos and stuff like that, just out of boredom, but Focusing on a proper rep, having the technique, my muscle connection is where it all begins and ends. All right. So first and foremost, we're going to talk about tempo, you know, time under tension. Now there's two phases to a repetition and we're going to use the bicep curl as a visual where when you lift the weight up, that's the concentric, meaning muscles are contracting and they're also not as strong. Opposing, there's the eccentric, which is when you lower the weight down, you're lengthening the muscle and you're actually stronger. <coughs> Excuse me. Because if I were to have you extend your arms and I hand you a 50 pound weight, which you've never curled before, most likely you can fight that weight where you can hold it in place for an amount of time. That's eccentric, so therefore you're stronger. If I were then to say to lift that 50-pound weight and curl it, which you never curled before, most likely you will not be able to do it. That's concentric, that's shortening. And why am I telling you this? It's because both eccentric and concentric concentric range of motion plays a role on the tempo of the rep that you're going to do. Now, again, let's take the bicep curl for example. When you're curling the weight up, you want to have it a little bit more explosive movement. Not uncontrollably, you want to curl the weight as fast as you can, as long as if someone were to say stop, you can still stop. You don't want to have momentum. You know, one of my phrases, all the years of personal training, meaning that I used to say it would be more momentum is less muscle involved. Because typically when you have momentum, other body parts are involved involved. And you want to isolate the bicep. So you curl the weight up hard. But if someone were to say stop, you should still be able to control it and stop. Where that point is instead of like letting it over travel. So it's more explosive on the curling part, which is the eccentric. I'm sorry, the concentric. And then the eccentric part is lowering and you want to control it. Because you're stronger, you want to have a greater time under tension So you get more bang for the buck. So more muscles being used. You're trying to exhaust it. So there there are the two ends of it. Control on the way down for a bicep curl. A little bit more explosive on top. Now to translate that to a bench press. The explosive part is pushing the weight away from you. That is the concentric. Lowering it down nice and slow controlled is the eccentric. Now if you were a bro lifter like me years ago, you would just bounce, and that's that momentum I'm talking about. You would drop it really fast, push it up. Not much muscles involved, and there's a lot of more momentum, which is not ideal for muscle growth. And just one more example. For a squat, lowering the weight down is the eccentric. That's the control end of it. Powering it up is the concentric. All right. Just to give you some variables and comparisons. Now you're asking, how long should the rep be? Okay, the lowering and the curling. That's a good question. More science has come out saying that the time under tension is not as important, but what matters most is the time of the actual set. Now, I'm a fan of both of these, where, yes, sometimes you wanna do sets of fives or six, and it may not hit that threshold of that 35 to 45 seconds that some studies are showing i also believe that if you're going to failure and it's still under that threshold of 45 seconds you're still going to get the benefits of the actual set so to me controlling it trumps the time of the actual length of set so going back to the bicep curl what i'm a fan of again for all exercises, on top of the time under tension, controlling the weight is full range of motion and more so uh, the lengthening portion of, it, of the exercise. So if you're doing a curl, you want to lower the weight all the way down so your arms are almost relaxed and the elbows are in line with the rest of your arm. You don't want to lower the weight down and still have a slight bend or flexion to the elbow. Now what's interesting We used to call those partials, you know, making sure full lengthening. That's become the cool thing now. And that was popular 40 years ago when I was reading those books about Arnold and his training. That totally makes sense. It always made sense. It still makes sense now. Full range of motion. And the other way of terming it is that people cheat. You know, they don't go all the way down. They don't go all the way up. They do half reps. They're banging it out not much time under tension, and the sets don't last that long because there's too much momentum, too much, too much swinging. So to really break down the nitty-gritty for the bicep curl, you curl the weight up to the certain point of less than 90 degrees at the elbow joint, lower it all the way down. If I had to give you a time, like a number, on the up, one to two seconds. So that's concentric the explosion part of it curl it up one two squeeze down slow for a good count two to three seconds so that it's one two three possibly four you want to control the weight you don't want to just let it flop so that to me is the perfect rep slow and controlled full range of motion taking your time and then just letting it fly you know uh A lot of times, first-timers, first-timers, beginners, may not feel what the exercise is doing. And that's normal. You know, I've learned that anecdotally because I've worked with a lot of people who never touched a weight. Their form looks great if they're doing a bicep curl or lat pull-down or a squat. And they're like, Joe, I just don't feel it. Well, it's new to your body. That's quite normal. You know, I'm pretty confident that over time, with proper technique, the mind-muscle connection will be there, and it also takes a little bit of visualization, where you want to think about, you know, lowering the weight. You know, think about what you're doing, stretching it out, curling it up, those bicep muscles lifting that weight. It sounds goofy, but I really believe that is something that can help you connect, that will also help your technique, and then it will help you make those strength gains, which we're ultimately after. So let's apply what I just talked over talked about for a couple other exercises so it make a little bit more sense if you're doing a leg press or a squat or a hack squat when you lower the weight down you want to resist it two to three seconds slow controlled slight pause at the bottom by keeping your body tight still never go full relax explode going up where it's one to two seconds pause making each rep nice and deliberate and repeat for the rep range that you're going for. Same thing for the bench press, as I touched upon earlier. You rack the weight, could be dumbbells, machine, barbell, down slow, two to three seconds, could be more, pause, stay tight at the chest level, push it up, but you want to be in control. And I always remind clients, even to this day, make each rep deliberate with a purpose tricep press down same idea just the opposite of a curl you press down hard because that's the concentric that is the squeezing of the muscle pause and f- resist it on the way up because therefore now you're lengthening at the tricep and last example any kind of pull down a row stretching it out you know that's the beginning part of a lat pull down you want to explode pulling down, just the opposite of a bench press. One, two seconds, squeeze, resist, fight it, good stretch. Again, nice and deliberate, slow and controlled. Once you have that down, your technique is going to get better. The my muscle connection will be there, and that's how you grow. And if you've heard me say probably a thousand times that that is why... You want to do the same exercises over and over again because you're training to get better. If you nail the repetition down, that set down, you're going to get better. It's a process of teaching your body of just getting better. Now, there are some exercises that you just won't connect with or you can't do because of injuries. That's fine. Find the ones that work best for you and then ride them out because it's going to give you the progress that you're after. I'm not gonna say that if you wanna change tempos or you wanna like go super slow, time under tension, that got big about twenty years ago. All sorts I mean there's a lot of ways of skinning the cat guys, and I'm not saying my way, what I just described is the best. I think it's the one that you can lean on the most, where if you're reading a bunch of shit and you're confused, go back to what I just, just just went over. Or if you wanna stick with that all the time. Go for it. I just feel that people get lost, so therefore they're trying so many avenues and they get confused and they're not giving their body the opportunity to learn how to connect and have that technique with an exercise. So performing a rep under control, not using momentum, the only joint that's moving is the muscles that should be w- being worked, not having a lot of other movement, uh, is what's going to help you the most. You know That's going to give you what you're after. Now, rep ranges is a whole other beast, but I'm going to cover it because I feel obligated to. When you're working the smaller muscle groups, like your biceps, triceps, and even delts, like your shoulders for like doing the plane type exercises, planes, not like plane or plane, um, you know, side lateral, front raise, rear delt, working those angles, I think you should never really go below 8 to 12 repetitions. You need that constant motion. Um, And I would even say you can double those repetitions. So you can do like 8 to 16, 10 to 20. You can really focus and really burn out those muscle groups because that's the only muscle group that's being used. So therefore, the focus will be there and you can really attack it. They're not meant for like the 5 to 6 range. I mean, if you want to play around with that, go ahead. I have certainly. I'm guilty of it. But as I've learned, I stick with a little bit higher rep range, my muscle connection. So therefore, my technique is good. And it doesn't suffer for trying to curl weight for five times, bending the back, doing all crazy types of shit. Now, for the larger muscle groups where there's multi-jointed type exercises like squats, deadlifts, you know, leg presses, anything, mostly lower body, or even some back exercises... Yeah, I will favor the lower rep range. And to me, lower rep range is 6 to 10 repetitions. You can certainly go higher reps, but the problem is that sometimes when you do higher reps, other muscle groups come involved. You may lose that mind-muscle connection. Uh, Now I'm going to contradict myself. Squatting, I would never do real crazy higher reps. I mean, some people are outliers. They can handle it. They can do sets of 20 but often the back will fail first. Uh, leg press, if you want to do higher reps, 15s to 20s, you can because you're in a safer environment. And what I mean by that, if you get stuck, you can just fix it, lock it out, and you're not going to hurt yourself. So, I, you know, I say anything between 8 to 15 repetitions, I know I'm all over the place, is key. But again, it's about the quality of repetitions that matter the most. And getting close to failure for those working sets—that's going to give you the growth that you're after. Um, if you want to stick with one rep range for everything, so be it. You know, I—I'll I'll pretty much stick with between eight to fifteen reps for all exercises. Um, you know, and I'll, every exercise could be a little bit different, but I don't think you need to worry about that. Where form and technique and tempo. And controllability trumps the number of reps. I'm just saying stay away from doing 20 plus reps or under 5 reps. You can keep everything in between. Because as long as you're still having progressive overload and adding weight when necessary, that's going to increase your volume. So if you're doing a bench press and doing 8 reps for working sets or doing 15, obviously with the 15 the weight's lighter, no big deal compared to the 8. But if you're adding two and a half pounds every time, the overall volume is still being added, which therefore breaks down the muscle tissue. Then with the rest and recovery, it grows and then the cycle continues. So that's why the rep ranges to me aren't as critical compared to the form, the my muscle connection, and the overload. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this one up. So hopefully it's been helpful just to cover and answer some questions, and what I think is always easiest to go back, form is key, full range of motion, controlling the weight, down slow, up a little bit faster, but not uncontrollably fast, find your rhythm, you know, everyone's a little bit different, you know, everyone's got different fingerprints, different tempos may work for you, and don't be afraid to explore, but when you do explore, give that an opportunity, I'll talk to you next time guys.